Hi, I'm Jay Alex Woods, and I'm here to help you exceed beyond your wildest dreams and expectations. With my 30 plus years of entrepreneurial, executive, and agile coaching experience, I intend to empower you with the systems, strategies, and curated insights from the top thought leaders in tech, business, psychology, and team building to help you sharpen your focus and change your culture by delivering your most creative work that matters to people who care. Episode four, mastering the dimension of feedback communication. I was recently with a VP on a call and we were discussing some strategy and delivery. And out of nowhere, the VP said, can I give you some feedback on something? And immediately my heart began to race. My tongue started to stick to the roof of my mouth. And I began to feel my hands get sweaty. And it's just something about that word feedback that triggers that reaction in me. And it goes all the way back to earlier in my career when feedback was mostly very critical conversations that I had with people in leadership or my management. And it was just a, a, was sessions of just correction and where you didn't measure up. No matter how well you did your job, that that term feedback for me, because of the experiences that I had, was just like me going to the dentist. And it triggered a physical response in me. And of course, I'm probably the only one that has ever felt that way. <laughs> but I have also noticed being a coach, both executive and an agile coach, I could see when people start to say, not necessarily the word feedback, they would say, hey, look, let me let you know about this or, and, and it just automatically triggers certain responses with people. And when they have these responses, they're usually very defensive. This podcast is dedicated to try to help people break through things that are expected and they've come expected, expecting themselves to do to keep them held back and to keep them at a certain level. And so what I want to do today is really expose the fallacy of the fear that feedback brings. We don't have to be afraid of feedback. As Ken Blanchard says, the breakfast of champions. Uh, Ken Blanchard is a management expert. If we understand how feedback is really can be a useful object that we can begin to master these, this, the art of it, both giving and receiving. If we do, we should start to see change in so many dimensions of our lives, both in our work environments and also in our personal life, because everything around us is feedback. Everything is some type of feedback. Every sound that we hear, every when we turn on a switch, we see light, that's feedback. When we turn on our cars, that's feedback from pressing the button, used to be turning the switch. When we uh, brush our teeth, there's feedback from that. There's feedback from everything that we do. So it behooves us to not take this for granted. It behooves us to step into the dimension of this and learn to master it so that we can exceed. There are a couple people that did some research recently. And it's actually a few few years ago. 
they decided to do a search on giving feedback. This small search that they did, and, I, and I've done this myself since I read the article that they put out. If you type in a Google search, give feedback, it's gonna come back four or five or three to five times more than receive feedback. The queries on that, on how to receive feedback or how to give feedback. There's many, many more how to give feedback than it is to receive feedback. But this article that people uh, that I'm making reference to, they discovered in their research that the, the person that received the feedback were actually more in charge, more in charge overall. They were in control. Now that, when I read that, was it totally blew my mind because I always thought the person that was in control of a conversation and feedback conversation was the one that was giving the feedback. But no, it's the, the person that actually receives the feedback. And they went on to say the reason that they are is because the person that receives the feedback is the one who actually dictates the terms of how to receive it. They they dictate whether or not this is a psychologically safe environment to receive the, the feedback. They also talk about the terms of which the feedback is given and how that how they think that they would receive that feedback. So they're the ones that are actually in control of the feedback conversation because that means that at least my position in, as I were as I was growing up in my own uh, journey and learning, I became this person who had learned helplessness. I had, and that, and that is a thing. You can you can actually look that up. I had learned helplessness because I felt it was just totally at the mercy of the person that was giving me this feedback, whatever it was, whoever it was. It didn't have to be my boss. It could have been anybody. That if they were giving me feedback, I was the one who was really the the subservient in the in the uh uh encounter and in this learned helplessness that you gain uh or that you gather puts you in a mindset that says you know there's no way you can win there's no way that you can rise up above whatever it is and the, which brings me to a point about feedback feedback in general this concept of feedback came originally from science. It's, it, it's where it's in homeostasis. It's always homeostasis means to be trying to reach equilibrium. And so in homeostasis, negative feedback is a positive thing, but it's the term negative feedback saying that things, other forces are happening on a system to try to help stabilize it. So without trying to be really geeky about it, what we have started to use it for in corporate America and in human terms was really never meant to be put into or, or transposed to from science. But somehow, and I, I really, in the research that I did, I couldn't really find this. I, got, I came close a little bit, but not enough that I can explain it. That we took this concept of feedback and the negative feedback was trying to go to homeostasis, which is stability, is about the only thing that I can say that the reason why people brought feedback over or the concept of feedback over into human communications is because they're, they're trying to get people to be stable. If you think about the feedback that you've ever gotten, this is what you did kind of not right. And here's what you can do to try to correct that. And that correction is supposed to bring you to normality or stability. 
is one of the things that I've always had an issue with about feedback as we know it, which is it always deals with the past. It always deals with something that's already happened. And by the time it's happened, you have to go back and remember it whatever it was, and it's usually not very specific, our imagination comes into our memory and we never remember something exactly the way it was or the way it made us feel. or the. So it's really difficult sometimes, especially in modern times now, use the, the dimension of feedback communication to corrective measure because there's so many things, there's so many dynamic things, but in what we do in Agile, being an Agile coach, we try to actually shorten that feedback cycle so that we can get product or whatever it is that we're doing in front of the marketplace or in front of the client or the user to give us quick, hey, this is gonna work, this isn't gonna work, so that we can pick it up and move it forward, which brings me to the next concept, which is really important here. And it came from basically um, a, a guy by the name, which is one of my main mentors, and I would love to be able to meet him one day as a, my coaching mentor. His name is Marshall Goldsmith, and he came up with a concept called Feedback Forward. And basically what it does is it, instead of focusing on the past, it, it gives you ideas to move forward in the future from the beginning. So if there's an issue, you don't necessarily highlight the issue. You talk about the ideas that you can implement to move forward to not to replace the behavior or not to correct the behavior because that's already happened. You want to move forward and you want to do feedback forward because that's the thing that's going to actually, that's where we want to be is, is moving toward the future. And they've done studies on this concept and other, uh, other uh, people have written other books about feed forward and they're, they're, and, and, and now it, to, to be, uh, to just to tell you a little bit more about it, they're starting to use it more in schools to help students feeding forward rather than just talking about feedback. So here's, here's the thing. At the end of the day, we want to put ourselves in, the, in, in aiming toward the future. If, in fact, we say we want to exceed past the things that are expected of us, because remember, this, this podcast is about going beyond the things that are expected of you, going beyond being normal. So when you sit down with a feedback session the next time with your supervisor, your manager, your spouse, you you know, significant other, whomever. If you work at a restaurant, whatever, you start putting yourself in position of learning how to feedback forward to get ideas. One of the things that uh Marshall Goldsmith would do, and he talked about this on one of his YouTube videos. He would be in a room maybe with like 15, 1600 people, and he'd split them up, split them up. Half would be the receiver and half would be the actual uh, uh, giver. And so he did it like in a speed dating type of uh, venue where he would have two or three minutes for people to go to, to from one person to the next. And they had a sentence that said, if I could, or like a magic wand statement, if I could change this, this is what I would change. And 
then he he or she would put that question to one of the other people and they would just give them a flood of ideas or solutions, just ideas. And that person would write that down and then it would go from the next person to the next person to the next person. So what you were doing is your feedback forward. You're getting ideas to move forward. Now, the concept here, that's a great concept, but you might want to think about how that's going to work. If there's something out there where people are blindsided, they have a blind side to something. They don't see that they they are behaving a certain way. That's what a conversation is for to actually still keep that in a place where you can feed back forward with that. So the learned helplessness that you gain from the normal traditional of feedback where you can't change the past. So it puts you in a mindset of this concept where you can't move forward, start feeding back forward, start incorporating that in your mindset. And you'll begin to see that you're going to elevate. You're going to go beyond the things that are expected, which is just average, just to go into a corrective mode. People want you to want you to stay in a corrective mode, a self-corrected mode, rather than a self-development or a self-improvement mode. If you can put yourself more at risk by doing the next best thing to create, to keep yourself in a creative vein, to keep yourself in, 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 a, in a vein where you're actually delivering creative work to people who care, that's forward feedback. And that's where you want to be. Hope this gave you some value. Let me know. Give me, drop me an email at jalex at exceed.zone and send me your situation and what we'll do is we'll start to talk about your situation and how we can exceed past some of those things that may be holding you back but in the meantime take this use it and we'll talk to you next time on exceed <music>